0: Um, who can tell me who this gentleman is <laughs> George, George Bush who that's correct what's, what's his name Sam <laughs> okay well you got Sam Adams so I'll give you an extra copy of make your own bed His name is Jim Cook. It looks like Coach, K-O-C-H. But Jim Cook, yes. You're correct. There are no employees here, Mary. There are no employees in this room at all. Did I you? I, I like beer. I drink beer. Um, we're not going there today. But I, I'm sorry, would, would all of y'all like a copy? Okay, I've got some extra copies in my office. Yeah, I have a copy for all of you. Uh, you don't have to wait for Jen to finish her copy. My gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we do not want to go on trial right now. Um, so today we're talking about, uh, it's not quench your own thirst, it's nice to have, need to have. And um, it reminded me of the story about Jim Cook, who is the founder of Sam Adams. Thank you, Jim. And he, this book met two of my needs. One, business lessons. Two, beer. So learn about business and learn about beer. It mentions the word beer on almost every single page of the book. Uh, in fact, Eddie Kirby gave it to me because he loves beer a little more than I do. Um, but so one of the lessons I want to share with you about Jim, uh, Jim was an Outward Bound instructor. Do you all know, are you familiar with Outward Bound? So kind of outdoor excursions and team building And he was an instructor, and part of his job as being an instructor was to uh, ration out all the supplies and the food to his group before they left. And one of the main pieces of equipment, it's kind of like the duct tape of the outdoor world, is, um, is alpine string, kind of like parachute cord. So alpine string can be used for Replacing your boot laces for tying your backpack, hanging your tarp, uh, hanging food up in the tree. Alpine string is literally one of the necessities of, of outdoor survival. And what he realized is when he gave his group all of the string, the full supply, that they ended up wasting it. They didn't use it effectively. They would leave little pieces on the ground and so Jim studied this and he thought, you know, next time I'm going to give them less string and actually not even enough to finish the entire three, four week excursion in the wilderness. So he only gave them, he gave them about 75% of the total supply of alpine cord. And in fact, told them that there was a shortage and that Outbound couldn't afford to give them more string and they were just going to have to make do. Well, what do you think happened when they didn't have enough alpine cord to finish their entire course? Exactly, they they came up with new solutions and developed new resources. They would tie the little pieces together. Um, they would look for uh, leftover pieces from the campsite before. Uh, they look for new solutions. Uh, out of the same material that they had to create because they didn't have enough of it. So it made me think, what is the one resource that all of us have the same amount of? Time. That's exactly right. So we all have the same amount of time. Some of us as we're newer, we have lots of time. And for more experienced agents, maybe you don't have much time at all. Um, same thing with, can could say people that are Uh, that are happily married with no children have all the time in the world. People happily married with tons of children still have some time, but just not all the time in the world. We all have the same amount, but it's how you fill it up and how you use it. And when you don't have a lot of something, as Daniel said, you look for new creative ways to utilize that resource more effectively. And one of the questions that came up out of the whole string theory that Jim used in his business and still today is called nice to have or need to have. And so anytime someone at Sam Adams comes with a new idea about how they can expand their operations, introduce a new beer, add some machinery to the product line, Jim asks them, is it a nice to have or need to have? Because the string theory is really difficult to manage as a business grows. If you're just out in the woods, you can't get more string, more quinoa, more whatever, you have to literally wait for the next re-ration. You can't just go get anything. And when our business is growing, sometimes we end up spending money on things we don't really need. You can go up and look in a box in my office, and I have like three extra cameras. I've got tons of stuff that I no longer need, but I thought I needed, and I bought them. And they didn't really add any more value to my business. And what do these extra things do? Is Sometimes these extra things eat up resources, our time, learning how to use them, and it keeps you from focusing on what really does bring value to your business. So the question we're going to try to help you answer today is, is it a nice to have or a need to have? And how do you decide that? Well, there's three, three principles that we're going to cover today. One is, don't risk what you have to get what you don't need. I'm going to tell you another story. I worked um, at our family farm with a guy named Willie Lee Spivey. And Willie Lee, you know, he raised me since I was about this big. Taught me how to shoot, do all kinds of stuff. Taught me how to get a truck stuck in the mud. Taught me how to pull a truck out of the mud. Pulled me out of the woods in the middle of the night more times than I will uh, admit. But Willie Lee also. Um, You know, was a famous philosopher, as most countrymen are, and he said, I was struggling with making a decision uh, about going, I really wanted to go do something else. I already had plans, but I wanted to go do this with some other people. And Willie Lee said, Reynolds, a bird in the hand is worth more than a thousand in the bush. It's like a thousand in the bush. I thought it was like two in the bush. But His point was, You already got plans. Stick to your plans. Go hang out with those people. Don't go looking for something that you're not sure will actually be there. You know what you're going to do. Most people associate that saying to uh, other things. But before you spend money on trying to attract new clients online, if you've got existing clients, use your resources to generate more business and referrals from them. If you don't have a lot of past clients, then you probably need to go beat the bushes and shake the tree and find some clients and make some sales. But if you've got an existing book, then use your resources to figure out how you can generate more leads that way. And the second strategy, and when we say hire, there's so many different ways to hire people now. You can just hire someone on a contract basis for a project you're working on, a marketing campaign, building your website. doesn't have to be hiring someone full time. And you can hire a consultant to help you with your business. But think about not hiring someone unless they're gonna pay for themselves either in sales or cost savings. So if you're gonna hire an assistant or you're gonna bring on a buyer's agent or you're going to contract with a marketing company to help you create a new social media campaign, how is that going to help you stay focused on what you're best at doing and how is it going to help you generate more sales or reduce some costs? Because if it's it's not going to help you generate more sales or reduce your cost savings, what is it probably going to do? It's probably going to be a a, a big distraction and it's going to set you back and detract from the things you want to do. So, that's another strategy Just think about how when you are going to hire a videographer, hire a photographer, hire someone to help you with social media, how is that going to pay for the, itself? And this one I really like, and this is so hard because we are in a really competitive job market right now, and it's hard to find good talent. But another strategy Jim uses is never hire someone unless they raise the average if you're hiring someone, make sure they can at least do what, obviously, who's, who's the only employee right now? Raise your hand if you're the only member of your team. Okay, so if you're hiring someone to help you, they've got to at least do it as good as you or better. Or, one of these, right? It's gotta, you know, it's gotta pay for itself. So if it pays for itself, that's, this is check one. All right, this is number one. If you pass this, go to number two. So if it pays for itself, then does it raise the average? You know, is it going to make your marketing better than what you could do on your own? Is it going to help you get your paperwork done faster or more efficiently? How is that person you're hiring or contracting with, how are they going to raise the average? Deliver better customer service to your clients? Um, everything you've, you're doing has got to be gradually improving, right? That that would be the ultimate goal. And I did not have an Uncle Jim. This was Jim Cook's uncle who uh, was from Germany and he was a Goldman Sachs banker in the 60s. And... In the book, he gives Jim lots of good advice, but one of the phone calls, Uncle Jim calls up and says, Jim, how's it going? What'd you do today? And Jim Cook says, oh, well, I drove up to New Hampshire to buy a computer. Oh, what do you need a computer for? Oh, I need to to track my sales and account for my receivables. Hmm. Do you have any sales, Jim? No, I don't. What do you need a computer for? And and obviously he he didn't have any sales. So part of the distraction was I need to go buy something because I don't I don't want to do what I've really got to do to get my business going, which is sales. And so what Uncle Jim said is, and he was in investment banking, so he'd seen lots of businesses. He said. I've seen plenty of businesses go broke. They all had plenty of computers. They went broke because they didn't have enough sales. Forget about the computers and go get some sales. And that is still true in every business. Sales will cure so many problems. So what happened out of that is Jim started another strategy that he was going to get a new, one new customer every day. And he wasn't going to go home until he did that. And if he did get a new customer and it was... Lunchtime or early afternoon. Then he take the rest of the day off. But the point is, and I know you all get the point, is sales. We're in the sales business. And spending time going to the Apple store to get the iPhone 10 and playing with it for three hours, that is a lot of fun. And you may need to do that if you're going to get one and understand how to use it. But... Don't get distracted from what really drives your business and that's generating sales. So I'm kind of summing this up. And Jim Cook is a minimalist. If you are an outdoors enthusiast um, and you're familiar with Outward Bound or taking an Outward Bound course, you understand that you can't can't take more than what you actually need when you're in the woods. You, You can't, you won't survive. So Jim's philosophy is to run your business the same way you travel. with just a carry-on bag. Take only what you need. Don't take a lot of anything else. In real estate, I know that's tough because sometimes we don't know what we're going to need when we meet with the client. Or you think you may need this when a new client calls you up and wants help. But I hope you can understand the, the business philosophy there because... We don't want you traveling like this. This is not what we're talking about. Um, you're in the business to make money, to earn a profit. And what you need to hopefully learn while you're going through this business planning for 19 is don't let the nice-to-haves keep you from earning a profit. Um, investment in employees, staff, equipment – those things can slowly eat away into your profit and not just your profit, but your time too. So as you continue your business planning uh, this month with Julie or on your own, think about what you need to have to run a profitable business in 2019 and really try to drill down on that. What is necessary? Because if you do what is necessary, then you can have all those nice things. But you you can't have them first. You've got got to focus on the things you need to have to get your business going, to hit your goals in nineteen, and then you can do anything else that you want to do. I hope you all will attend Julie's Business Planning 102 at the end of this month. If not, uh, I hope you will keep planning for 2019 and let us know if there's anything we can do to help you all out. Thank you all for being here this morning. Yes.